you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Eric B. Addison's. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. It's the Friday edition of Erin um, the Addison's. That's the name of the show. Sorry. <laughs> um, it's the Friday edition, and we are so glad that you're listening. We kind of want to do a little bit of a different show. We want to still open the phone lines, but want to do something just a little bit different in that we have a specific topic that we want to focus on. Of course, on Friday you help make this the gumbo show so you can you can put whatever in the pot that you'd like. Um, but the topic of the show is 9, 11, 20 years. Um, do we remember? Mm. That's the question that I'm asking. Do we remember? And I, I want to open the phone lines up and, and kind of there's a double meaning in the question. I want to set this up. Then we want to make an announcement about our date night coming up and then we'll go back into the show. But there's a double meaning in my asking um, this question it's not only do we remember and sort of what um, I think naturally comes to mind is that we start thinking about where we were, what mm -hmm. happened, how we'll never forget it. And then we start thinking about the wake in the wake of it, um, you know, just watching all of the news stories and the things that we saw and we talked about. Um, so many of us remember this. I want to go a little bit further. I want to ask this question um, almost in a figurative sense. So I'm looking for two things here when you call in. We're going to open the phone lines up. But I'm looking for two things. I'm looking for a, a literal answer. Um, do we remember? Can you remember where you were? Do you remember um, things in your life surrounding that event, how you felt, um, how this maybe impacted your life? For so many people, um, you know, amazingly enough, this was used to draw them to the Lord. Yeah. So many people came to the Lord during this tragedy. I mean, it You're, just, yeah. you know, right? And yeah. so, I mean, glory to God that um, this worked in, in, in some ways for God's eternal purpose. Mm -hmm. um, certainly, if you're one of those people, I'd love to hear your testimony. Um, but I'm also wanting to go um, in a figurative direction, and I'm wanting to ask the question, um, in the way that we live in America and the way that we elect our leaders, uh, 20 years later, looking back on 9-11, do we remember? Mm. Do we remember? Um, do we live like we remember? And again, I'm not talking about the American flag for our profile picture tomorrow. Yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people that we want to put in positions of power and influence in our country who, excuse me if I'm giving them too much credit or too much responsibility, but the people who could be the reason we have another type of 9-11, mm. you know, or not. Mm -hmm. Do we remember? These are the kinds yeah. of questions that we need to ask on a regular basis that we don't ask. And we think that remembering is um, putting up maybe a picture of, of the World Trade Center as it was. You know what I mean? The towers as they were. And, and I'm, I'm saying that Americans this year, when you remember, when you ask the question, you know, do we remember? Or when you declare that we'll never forget, um, I'm asking figuratively, you know, is that true? Hmm. Is that true? And so anyway, we can unpack that a little bit more. Um, we'll open the phone lines up. But before we do that, we want to also make this announcement. 
Yes, a couple of announcements that, uh, as far as the date night is concerned. Uh, but before that, the, the challenge. We'll talk about the, yes. the challenge. We have that going on uh, for the month of September. Our, our challenge for by design is the date night challenge. Uh, if you, but if you are in Jackson, Tennessee, in the area, uh, in September 20th, join uh, Mickey and myself on the campus of Union University for a, a night of biblical truth and encouragement for you and your spouse. Yeah. But if you are not able to attend, we want to encourage you to choose a day this month to schedule a babysitter and either make reservations at a restaurant or create your own date night at home. Uh, make it a night for you and your spouse to laugh, relax, and enjoy yourselves. And we have a Facebook page. We would love for you to take pictures and post them on our, on that Facebook page for By Design. That's all you have to search for, By Design, and uh, you'll find that page there. But uh, this was this is a great opportunity, you know, to have a, a, a date night. And this is in correspondence with our date night that's coming up. Like I mentioned, on the 20th, we have that happening. And so there are still... Um, spots open. So if you mm-hmm. want to join us on September 20th, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m., uh, we have the Marriage Family Life date night that's going to be in Jackson, Tennessee. You can go to marriagefamilylife, marriagefamilylife.net to register there. We need you to register. There are still slots open. It's going to be on Union, Union University uh, campus. And so all the information that you would need for that date night, you can find at marriagefamilylife.net. We would love to uh, see you there, fellowship with you, have fun with you. So go to the the site and register because we need to know how many people are coming. But uh, there still are a lot of spaces available. So uh, the two things, take the date night challenge. If you can come to the date night uh, in Jackson, Tennessee, please come. You know, but if if not, set, set up your own and take pictures and post them on our By Design page. But also, if you can't, if you can't come to the date night, that's September 20th. Uh, 630 to 830 p.m., uh, the Carl Grant Event Center, Union University. And so please, please check out the website, register, and we hope to see you there. Yeah, we really do. We have a fun time. I, oh, yeah. I Man, I, I'm, I'm partial to it, but, you know, we, we I, I think it's a grand time. I really do. <laughs> I, I enjoy it. So it is fun. hopefully our listeners who are in that area will be able to make it out and just have a fun night. Um, you can do some fun stuff. Mm. Uh, this uh, This last time in Hattiesburg, um, man, we had some of the cutest couples. Now, listen, no knock, because we've been we've been a few different places. Because I know, even <laughs> you know, right in our headquarters, Tubla, they're like, hold up a second. But <laughs> but we had this one couple in particular, and I want to shout them out. They had these uh, t-shirts on. Remember the t-shirts mm-hmm. that, in order for the shirts to make sense, they had to be standing side by side. It was a statement. Yes, a statement t-shirt that you didn't really understand un- unless the husband and the wife were standing side by side. I'd never seen anything like that before. Um, man, they took the cake. Yeah. They took I mean that was that, that that was pretty cool. And so anyway, if you want to do something fun, um, you know, on your day, that be great. <laughs> Go ahead and do that and just be great be about great. it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was it was awesome. So, yeah, so so come out if you can. It's it's a fun night. Um, you know, we laugh, we talk, uh, we do a Q&A in this uh, date night event, in this setting, and it's not only pertaining to marriage and the family. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, you know, fire away at Will and Miki. And uh, we enjoy that. Sometimes so much of the meat of the content, I feel like, is mined in, out of those questions that come from you. Um, we, we have a guy who, um, you know, is pretty buff. Hold the microphone. 
And uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyways, and and so so anyway, you know, if you can make it, I hope that you will. Yes. If you can't, go on some other date and then tag us on the By Design Facebook page. We also have a hashtag associated with this. It's yes, a hashtag it. BD Date Night. Yes. By Design Date Night. BD. So BD Date, date Night, night. Right. is the hashtag. Um, be cute. It's okay. We we we're gonna like it. So we're gonna good. like it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so I want to start getting some of the calls queued up, but as you do that, please know that I also want to kind of continue to set the tone for the discussion with an article that I think makes the point of the figurative question that I'm asking. I'm asking two questions today. I'm asking, do we remember? And I'm literally asking that question. Um, I know that um, it is cathartic. That is to say it is therapeutic for a lot of people um, to be able to remember um, this event, this attack on our country, um, an attack that, you know, we had not experienced since 1812. Mm. I mean, you know what I mean? And, and, and the British are like, Hey, you know what I mean? (laughs) But we hadn't experienced an attack on our homeland, uh, since 1812. And, and this was a big deal. I think for people who are born after, uh, 2001, it's difficult for them to process it the way that we process it. In Mm -hmm. fact, this was a part of the history lesson for our kids today. Yeah. Um, and, and so it, it's interesting to communicate this to them. And, and for them, it is they you know, they go, wow, this is really recent. But it is it's still a type of history that for many of us, you know, we look, you know, ancient history <laughs> and like, oh, mm-hmm. OK, that happened way back then. But this for for us, many of us, we experienced it. We we were alive and we were processing this in real time. And so I'm asking today, literally, do you remember? Do we remember where we were? You want to call in, you want to share that you'll have to be brief here because we want to get in as many calls as we can. Um, But then also I'm asking this question in a figurative sense. Do we remember and in all the ways that we live, the way that we, you know, cast our votes in this country and, and the type of leadership that we say we want. um, But then the type of leadership that we end up getting um, do we remember? Hmm. Do we remember? You know, and yeah, man, I just it just keeps ringing in my head. You know, do we really remember? It's it's so much more than changing your profile pic, and it, it you know it's a it's a way that we live that we carry ourselves that says, man, we remember what it was like to feel vulnerable in that way, hmm. and and that's how we felt. You know, you. People just didn't know what was coming up. They didn't know what was going to happen next. And um, anyway, it's just a, yeah. it's a, a pretty desperate state to be in. Yeah. Before we go to the phone lines, and I'll mm-hmm. give the number so the calls can start getting queued up, but I want to share from um, an opinion piece that I found at the Daily Signal. And um, so just know that I'm going to go through that even as we get the calls queued up. 888-589-8840 is the number. Um, it's, you know, our, the phone lines are wide open on Friday. You can talk about whatever you want. But I hope that you'll contribute to the topic of conversation uh, for today, mm-hmm. uh, which is 9-11, 20 years, uh, do we remember? The number is 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. As we get the um, calls queued up, uh, let me just really quickly share just a little bit from this piece to kind of uh, drive home the point of the figurative excuse me, the figurative aspect of this question. So this is written by a woman named Laura Rice, who is the director of the Center for Technology Policy and a senior research fellow for Homeland Security at the Heritage Foundation. And I thought, man, she she really nailed it. Now, her focus is that we are less safe 
looking back 20 years mm. uh, at 9-11. She says we're less safe. And, and for the points that she makes, I felt that they kind of played into my ultimate question or my, my figurative question. Um, do we remember? Do yeah. Americans really remember? All right. And so let me just uh, read a little bit of this and then we'll try to see if we can squeeze in a call before the break. Um, on this major anniversary, she begins, on this major anniversary of the 9-11 terrorist attacks, we Americans have to ask ourselves, are we safer now than we were 20 years ago? It's difficult to admit, but we aren't. The Biden administration's reckless pullout of Afghanistan put terrorists back on offense and emboldens our other adversaries. The southern border opened by this administration provides a wide path for terrorists to enter the U.S. Meanwhile, the federal agencies responsible for preventing terrorist attacks are politicized and looking mm. inward to combat, quote unquote, white supremacy and extremism based on political opinion or association. Man, I hope don't don't let just a lot of words strung together make you miss this or strewn together, whatever. You know, let me read that. Let me read that line again. There's so much. And by the way, we'll have a link to this article in the show notes. So if you go back and get the archives or you get the podcast, you can check out this article for yourself. It is well worth the read. But let me read this line again. Meanwhile, the federal agencies responsible for preventing terrorist attacks are politicized and looking inward to combat quote unquote white supremacy and extremism based on political opinion or association. Okay. I'll continue. Americans are right to feel abandoned and at risk. Thanks. Thanks to the decisions and policies of this administration. Who would imagine that 20 years after nine 11, the Taliban would govern more territory, have more allies, including China, have more money than it did two decades ago, and have our weapons. <laughs> Yet, President Joe Biden's shocking decisions regarding Afghanistan have snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. Let me read that line again, because <laughs> your mind just had to like do a switch here, right? Yet, President Joe Biden's shocking decision regarding Afghanistan have snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. Now, he desperately wants America to move on and forget about it. <laughs> the past two weeks in Kabul. Biden clearly doesn't understand human nature or Americans if he thinks we will move on from the needless loss of 13 mili military service members, abandoned Americans who are now hostages, and many billions of dollars worth of high-tech military equipment and weapons left behind for the Taliban to capture and use, use against us. Man, it's crazy. Do we remember? Wow. Th that's the, do we, it, and it, all right, we got to grab the break. When we come back, I may not be able to finish this because we got some calls holding. Maybe I can weave it in to the show today, but I do want you to hear more. Um, all right, Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll take the break and we'll be right back. Uh, today, we've had a national tragedy. Two airplanes have crashed into the World Trade Center in an apparent terrorist attack on our country. This just in, you are looking at a, obviously a very disturbing live shot there. That is the World Trade Center, and we have unconfirmed reports this morning that a plane has crashed into one of the towers of the World Trade Center. We're getting word that perhaps... Okay, hold on. The, the people here are... Everybody's panicking. Another passenger plane hitting the World Trade Center. These are just minutes between each other. There oh, it is. Oh. There it is. The plane oh. went right through 
The other tower of the World Trade Center. That is a very hard thing to watch. And I've ordered that the full resources of the federal government go to help the victims and their families and to conduct a full-scale investigation to hunt down and to find those folks who committed this act. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's uh, mm. it's the Friday edition, 9-11, uh, looking back 20 years tomorrow. The question is, do we remember? Um, I'm asking that question in two ways. Do we literally remember? And figuratively speaking, man, are we living in this country like we remember? Mm. Uh, I think we like we like a lot of ceremony. And, and look, that's just a part of who we are as Americans. We do like a lot of ceremony. We like commemoration. We like those things. But, I mean, I'm just... I hope that we can find a little bit greater significance and a little yeah. bit greater meaning um, in the way that we uh, choose to be governed. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that we really say, hey, I remember and I will never forget. But let that be represented in how we cast our votes. Like the people that we say we want to put in positions of leadership. I think that's the best way for us to say not only in this country, but around the world, we remember Mm. We remember, and so we're going to make sure that we are never in a position again uh, to be compromised in that way. So, anyway, welcome back. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And shout out to J-Mac, who yeah. um, put that montage together awesome. for us. We really do appreciate our brother working on that. Um, all right, we're going to go to the phone lines. want to hear from you. Remember, two questions uh, on, on deck here. It's a literal, do we remember? And a figurative, do we remember? So we'll, if you're recalling, we'll ask you to be succinct uh, just so that we can get in as many calls as we can. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where do we go first? All right, let's go to uh, Jerry in Texas. Thanks for holding, Jerry. Hi, thank you, brother and sister. It's good to talk to you all again. I've called in a few times. Uh, I just want to say that I do, I do vividly remember where I was. I was already in the military. Mm -hmm. I remember the day watching it on the TV in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and then having to go man gates, not knowing what was coming later. Mm. Um, I also remember where I was for the two tours that I did in um, Iraq. One, um, six months after the attacks when the initial surge took place, and then again a year later, uh, another one after that, uh, I remember vividly. It's an experience that I'm thankful my children won't remember, and mm. I just talked to them about. Um, I will say, though, that I do think that for the second do we remember as a nation, we don't, because mm. me and my youngest son that I homeschool actually are driving back now home from a POW camp that we didn't even know existed in Hearn, Texas. Wow. Because apparently we have German and Italian POWs during World War II in Hearn, Texas. Hmm. And I say that as a thing to say that we don't remember, because if you look at America now, it seems that we're turning more and more towards 1940s Germany. And if that's extreme, to me, that's what it is. Come Being on. a retired service member and understanding what 1940s Germany was when the Socialist Workers' Party took over. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I would say that I remember... I would say that I remember how we were. We weren't the Christian nation that we were founded on in 2001, but we haven't gotten closer to that since then. Mm. And I think that moral relativism is becoming more and more widespread, and people that claim to be Christians don't understand the authority and the power, the actual power that the living Creator possesses and gives the authority to His children to wield in his name for his kingdom. 
Mm. And with that, Jerry. I'm let you guys go. No, stay right there, though, brother. Stay right there just yeah. for a second, because first of all, I just I just want to say um, thank you so much mm -hmm. for serving our nation. Thank Amen. you for serving our country. Um, thank you for serving us. You know, we say sometimes say our country and then we kind of detach that from its citizens, you know, but thank you for serving us. Um, thank you for caring about our freedoms and our liberties here. And um, but I, I do have another question for you, just kind of a, a little bit of a pressing question. I'm wondering if you see it as um, a bit of an irony that as we get closer to looking at, um, you know, just to, I guess in the last couple of days here headed toward um, 20 years of 9-11, that around the same time we're looking back at an attack on our nation, an attack on our security, an attack on our independence, an attack on our freedoms, that at the same time we have um, an elected official um, moving to kind of like curtail those freedoms. Is that at all ironic to you or off-putting to you as, um, you know, someone who served our country and defended and protected our freedoms? I'll say it's at the least it's off-putting to put it nicely. I'll say that <laughs> I know for a fact that my punishment for losing a radio that could hold encryption or a weapon at any point in the field in a war zone would have been a court-martial, which would have probably been led to jail time. Mm. Now, with that said, how is it that the person that's supposed to set the example for the military and be the commander-in-chief can allow so many weapons and cryptographic gear to fall into the hands of the enemy, for which they are still still known to be terrorist organizations? Mm. We yeah. haven't. We haven't re renamed their organization anything other than terrorist organization right. That's right. Um, and still not be held accountable should really boil the blood of every American. And I don't care if that American is from Afghanistan or from India mm -hmm. or from the Middle East or from Mexico. If you are a citizen of this country and love this country, I don't care what your ethnicity is because we're mm -hmm. all one human race. It should boil your blood because he does not hold the credibility of a leader. Mm, man, Jerry, thank Thanks, you so Jerry. much. I, I appreciate you. And, and again, thank you for calling in with your, your comments and uh, recalling, man, just what we've been through as a nation. Yeah. And how, man, you know, even getting to the place that we are now, um, I, I say now, mm -hmm. but I want to be very careful because there's there have been many transitions happening from 2001 yeah. to obviously 2021 right um but along the way man you you had some muster coming from americans mm. you know there was a different caliber of american in 2001 and i think jerry worded it perfectly it's you know it's not that we were like living up to um American ideals as a, as a nation of people who fear God, but certainly we haven't gotten closer to that mm. um, 20 years later. And, 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 and you know. what I think you were alluding, alluding to as well is you can see with the news from yesterday about the vaccines and all yes. that, how, yes. you know, man, uh -huh. we're getting closer and closer to looking like other countries <laughs> and not looking like America, you know, as far as the things that are being handed down by executive orders and mandates on, it's mandates. like man where do we live and so uh, i'm sure even for like military and and just the citizens of the united states that has to be alarming on yes even i would tend to think that even people who are pro vaccine or whatever whatever you that you would think that pushing things upon people and not and freedoms being gone 
you know, uh, uh, it's not about free personal freedoms, yeah. as President yeah. Biden said, is should be alarming. That should be yeah. alarming. But, you know, without a doubt. And I know our lines are lit. I'm gonna go back to the lines, y'all. But let me let me just say this. If you can live in a country where information can be successfully manipulated, successfully manipulated, and then you can parlay that manipulation into control. Hmm. What's next? Yeah. What, what other information do you stand to have or stand the risk of having it manipulated and filtered and reprocessed, handed back to you to create whatever you want? And then control you as a result of it. And I think anyone who would say, no, I'm 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 for forcing everyone to do this. And, and you do that because you, you you're in a place of fear and you, you take no, no, you know, or give no regard to or have no regard for people's freedoms and their personal liberties. Right. You, mm. I, yeah. Anyway, that's it's not alarming. that's not. Yeah, it is very alarming. <laughs> and, and I got to tell you that it is something that's very stunning to me to be talking about uh, here 20 years later. After mm-hmm. after nine eleven, yeah. I, I just I, I don't know. I, it it's it, it's it's a um, it's a weird kind of poetic discussion that I think is you know could be used to make a huge point, and hopefully in some ways we're making that point. Will the great? Let's go back to the phone lines eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four zero. Who's up next? All right, let's go to Jerry in Tennessee. Hi, Jerry. <laughs> it's the show of the Jerry's. Hey, Will and Mickey. Hey, it's Jerry. Oh. Yes. Hey. Hey, um, I've got so just a great question uh, from you guys today. I've got some great news. I'm going to read Proverbs 910. You'll know this very well. It says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So that's the great news. Here's the horrible news. If I understand the statistics you guys have shared, only 5% of Americans are true believers. Mm. About 60 or 70% think they are. But only 5% really are. And that means, in other words, that only 5% of Americans have gotten to the beginning of wisdom. Mm. They've only started with wisdom. That Mm. means 95% of Americans are not even at the starting point of wisdom. How are we going to make good decisions as people if 95% of our nation aren't even at the beginning of wisdom? Mm. And even worse news, the 95% is going to grow as the godlier nations, uh, I'm sorry, the godlier generations die out and get replaced by the ungodly ones. So I did my my thought on this whole thing. I don't see any hope for our nation unless that 5% of believers start doing what we, what Jesus said to do. We got to go back and respect what he said, start Mm. sharing the gospel and making disciples. It's our only hope. It's got to move from number 100 on our list Mm. to number one on our list. Mm. Oh, man, Jerry, that's excellently said. Uh, It reminds me of the late Carmen. um, And do you remember his song? I don't know if the title of it was We Need God in America Again. I don't know if that's the title. (laughs) I just remember that's something that he said. But I just remember um, one of the refrains uh, was the only hope for our country is Jesus. The only the only hope for our nation is him. And that is true. That has always been true. Um, and in fact, that's true for any nation, mm. you know, blesses the nation whose God is the Lord. Yeah. And and we have moved so far away from um, what should be in our DNA, what should have been um, an easy pass down, mm. you know, from parent to child. And so we've got generations of a failure of that. And unfortunately, we are reaping the poor harvest of mm. that. Yeah. All right. Well, the great. Where do we go next? All right. Let's go to Daryl in Texas. Hi, Daryl. 
Hey, uh, thank you guys for taking my call. Um, I-, I can talk a long time, but I'm not going to. But I want to tell you guys, man, I love your podcast. I moved from California to Texas. Uh, we moved about a year and a half ago, and I, that's when I discovered you on AFR. Mm. I really love the. I love what you guys do. Um, you're an example to so many. By you just take us into your home. I I've never seen your kids, but I can see your kids through the stories <laughs> that you guys tell and share. So thank you for your commitment to the body of Christ. Thank you for your commitment to God as your own personal Lord and Savior, and that you're passing along that to your children and you're impacting generations. So I want to thank you guys for that. Uh, just Glory from the bottom God. of my heart. Glory to God. Again. Thank you. Uh, secondly, I remember where I was on 9-11. I was, um, I worked at a place and we had a gym at the, uh, in the building. And while I was working, I look on the TV, everybody's looking at the TV. And I actually thought it was a, I thought it was a preview of a Hollywood movie. Mm. Um, when I see <laughs> yes. a plane going to, because right. I, mean, you know, I was in Southern California and I'm thinking, okay, this has got to be uh, about a new movie coming out. And then uh, as, you know, the moments progressed to find out what was really going on, and it was such a sad day, um, and to kind of shorten, um, you know, time frame in terms of me on the call and let you get to someone else, uh, I don't think we, – we just – we live in a, in a world where, um, as the previous caller said, such a small minority of us really believe um, God's Word. We really right. trust Him. Uh, we really take to heart – um, how we should represent him. Um, he comes before a country, but if he comes first, then our country will have its proper place and our priority. Amen. And, um, we, and, and we, need to love, we need to love him, and we need to look to him, and we need to be sure about who we believe in, why Amen. we believe in, to have some absolutes that are non-negotiable with us. Come on. And people don't like non-negotiables right. in this day and time <laughs> that we live in. I've lost many friends and family members because um, they think that I guess I'm supposed to negotiate or something. i got some non-negotiables. And yeah. I'm on. my grave. Uh, I'll, I'll go to heaven with these non-negotiables Come on, man. Neg- negotiables Come on. that I'll stand on. And so thank you guys. For this, I think that uh, our country, if we don't remind ourselves continually about the things that are, are important to us, the things that have made this country what they were, we know the kind of administration that's in office, but also, too, God is using that to shake the tree and to show who really believes in him, who's really trusting him, Come who's on. really going to be committed and loyal to him. Um, and I am one along with you guys who could say, yes, I am, I will, and I will never change. It's a non-negotiable. Thank you, guys. I Man. love y'all. I appreciate you. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Man, Thank you, Darryl. Brother Daryl, listen. Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, you just turned Friday into a Sunday morning. You just did. You know? And and I just I just want you to know that once you become an American citizen, uh, we will celebrate with you. You've moved from one country um into the United States of America, come from California to Texas. That's You've repatriated. You know, I know the Texans are gonna welcome you, man. They're gonna get you some boots and some barbecue. And uh and, and you'll it, it'll oh, never man. be like you lived in, in California ever. <laughs> They'll, they'll set you right. And so, you know, the Lord is doing great things in your life, Brother Daryl. He's brought you into a mighty, wonderful land. <laughs> Flowing with barbecue sauce and ribs. I'm just, I'm just kidding. California is in the United States. <laughs> right. I'm sorry, what, it's not? What? Oh. I'm sorry, someone in my ear said no as of... Nah, I said right. Five. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. To all of our listeners who listen in California, like, girl, don't play. All I can tell y'all is that people are fleeing California. Yeah, that's true. Ask Ben Shapiro and them over at the <laughs> Daily Wire. Hmm.
in the setup shop in uh, Nashville, I think. Yeah. And Ben lives in Florida. Holla. Okay, we got to grab the break. We'll be right back. Uh, I can tell you that I was watching TV and there was this uh, sonic boom and the TV went out and thought maybe that the Concorde was back in service. And I got up to my window. I live in Battery Park City, right next to the Twin Towers. And the side of the World Trade Center exploded right when I looked up. And uh, at that point, debris started falling. I couldn't believe what I was watching. My mom's, uh, I heard she's okay. She works in the World Trade Center on 87th floor, I believe. She said that. Her arms are a little sore. She said that she never saw nothing like that before in her life. So it's kind of crazy down there. I'm in my van trying to get out of Manhattan. I can't even get out of Manhattan. It's like a war zone. Mm. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. It's the Friday edition, but we've got a special focus looking back 20 years on 9-11, and we're asking the question, do we remember? Mm. Do we remember? And we're asking that literally. Do we remember uh, where we were? on uh, September 11, 2001, and then figuratively, uh, do we remember? And are we living, are we making the kind of decisions in this country that really suggest um, that we remember? And I want to go right back to the phone lines here, 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where are we going? All right, let's go to Marcus in Virginia. Hi, Marcus. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, Hello. good. Great, great. I, I tell you what, you have some great callers because it's just a great show. Not as articulate as those other guys, but I'll do my best. Um, I want to say I, I will remember, but I will never forget because my wife and I anniversary is on nine eleven, mm. and back um, it was either our first or second year anniversary. My wife is from New York, and I would always tease her, "You never take me back, you know, to New York and show me anything." So for our second anniversary, she decides to take us to Windows on the World, which is the restaurant right at the top of uh, the World Trade Center. Wow. Mm. And so we had dinner that night, and uh, it was probably till about 12 or 1 o'clock in the morning before we left, and we were thinking about just kind of staying in the area, but decided to go back to our aunt's house. And it was funny, even during dinner, as I was looking out over across at the other World Trade Center and just amazed at how high up we were, I looked at her and I said, man, I wonder if a plane ever came close to these buildings. Mm. So wow. we mm. left, we went back. And when we woke up the next morning at her aunt's place, the World Trade Center was on fire and smoke. And we were just so thankful that we didn't stay in the area and just just the grace to allow us to be there, but kind of get away. Wow. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Wow. And I actually have a receipt from that dinner Hmm. that says 9-11, the day that it, you know, it hit later that morning. Right, right. Wow, Marcus. Let wow. me. Let me. Were Were you and your wife believers then? Were you guys followers of the Lord oh, yes, then? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes, we were. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, do you look back on that? And and do you, man? I I I, I can only imagine that you've had conversations where you've uh, discussed the sovereignty of the Lord and the mercy of God. Um, that you know, a few hours difference. Uh, you know what I mean? And 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 you're oh, being here because I. Have. Yeah. I was going to say, we discussed it with our kids. I used to teach a uh, youth group at our church. I've shared that testimony with them, just um, just God's grace um, on our life. And words really can't express that, just that small decision and saying, nah, let's go ahead back. Let's not. And I believe that's just God moving in our hearts, and you don't want to be down here. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so, you know. That's incredible. You can't even put it to words. Wow. Man, Marcus, thank you so much. I'll never forget. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. 
Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, I appreciate it. You know, it's interesting. I was reading wow. a story just today and we'll go back to the phone lines here. I was reading a story today of, you know, they're just some of the highlights. I, sometimes the personal stories uh, really grab me and I'm, I'm um, you know, particularly interested in those stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was a woman who was working at um, one one of the towers. I forget forget which one it was. I think well, it had to be the one that had this restaurant, the one that Marcus just named, uh, Windows of the World or something like yeah. that, I think is the... Um, she was attending a meeting up there and one of her coworkers, if I'm recalling the story correctly, one of her coworkers decided he was not going to attend the meeting and remained in their office. I think that was down on the 25th floor. And um, he said, if the meeting is really good, call me and I'll come up. And I'm reading this article, you know, and, and he's like, I never got a call. And then all of a sudden there was this boom and my my desk drawer flew open and he said, I just didn't even think about it. I didn't grab my phone, my briefcase, you know, I just I just bolted. And um, and you just think about sometimes those those split moment decisions and and those things. And um, again, I just go back to the sovereignty of the Lord um, who is ruling and reigning and not dethroned for anything. Right. Mm. All right. uh, Will the Great. Let's go back to the phone lines. Where are we going? All right. Let's go to Ellis in Texas. Hi, Ellis. Hello, sir. How are you? Good, good. Hello. Uh, hello, ma'am. How are you? Pardon me. I didn't mean not to speak. Uh, so, oh, no, no. You're uh, fine. I am Ellis. <laughs> I'm currently in Texas. I've been in uh, the military for a while. I'm active duty, kind of like Jerry there. So uh, I'm still still doing still doing the job. And mm. originally, uh, when September 11 happened, I was stationed in Japan at the time. It was my first duty station. And uh, at the time, I had a friend who came down. He starts kicking and banging on my door. And I'm like, hey, man, you know, goodwill. You're not supposed to knock on my door like that. <laughs> so he goes, hey, man, uh, did, did you see the news? I was like, no, I don't watch the news, man. I'm in Japan. He's like, you got to look at the news. So I go over. I turn on my TV, and I see the, the Japanese anchor, and they're, they're telling everything that's going on. And I can't understand a word. And the only thing I can see is the picture of the towers just crumbling. Mm. And I'm like, Wow. So, and, and, and again, I'm, I'm a 20-year-old kid, first time, different country, and now the, the first and only thing going through my head is, oh, so we're, this is what war feels like. Wow, the, yeah. It's the first thought that was in my mind, and I, and I knew ultimately that's where we're going, and, and sure enough, I made it onto my first carrier, and it was uh, my first deployment is where I, you know, dropped bombs for the first time. And I mean, I'm just speaking relative. Obviously, I didn't do it. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. I, I was I was a part of that. And that's something that I deal with for the rest uh, of my life. And, mm-hmm. and it's indirect. It's not 100 mm-hmm. percent where I went out and stopped the bombs myself, but I definitely had a hand in it. And mm-hmm. so now it's the thought process of, OK, well, look at what happened then and look what happened now. And and someone made the comment about leadership earlier and I think the main issue is we have forgotten what leadership is like. If, if mm-hmm. I were to 100% right now, just right now only, take out the thought process of, you know, keeping the Bible in it and stay prayed up and only think about what it's like to be an actual leader and what we should do, it only it's frustrating that a lot of people don't really understand the difference between good leadership and a bad boss. Mm. And, if we could only just keep that thought process in mind as we, uh, as we unfortunately have to deal with what's going on now and then add that prayer into it, I'm telling you, it, it would set some things on fire, I believe. Hmm. And, and now I just think I'm, I'm actually now getting ready to retire. 
So yeah. wow. <laughs> I started out, that was my, my first event in the wow. military. And now, sadly enough, this is my last event with going on in the military. Wow. wow. That's yeah. amazing. Wow. That man, is Ellis, amazing. Thank you for your service, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate thank you for serving us. Yes. You know, I mean, I just I just want to echo, kind of run a highlighter over um, the statement that you made. Um, this is what war feels like. Mm. This is what war feels like. I don't know, for some reason, that just kind of strikes me. And, and I think that that was um, maybe people didn't realize it or conceptualize it in this way. But I think that so many of us had that feeling maybe in different ways that, you know, when we came to realize that we had been attacked, I think that's what we felt like. And and I, I want to say something, and I'm not trying to be curt here or sassy, but there's something else that strikes me about some of the images. And, and you know, we relive this every year. We look back on the images. But um, again, as is unique in this year's discussion, not only is it 20 years, but just the things going on in our country and in the world make this all kind of, you know, um, converge to be a unique commemoration or a, a unique time to remember. Um, you, you look back at some of the images. Um, you know, everybody looks the same under all of the soot and the ash. <laughs> Mm. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. everybody, it's, it's amazing how th there's this suspended moment in time where, you know, no one was talking about who had privilege or who didn't. And no one was talking about who got to do this and who didn't. And you had people running in, risking their lives. There are people who are um, running away from this disaster, not knowing fully what's going on at that time. And then there are people running into it and they're not looking for a, a certain color of skin to save or to rescue. They're just grabbing people. They're grabbing people made in the image of God. And, and I think that was something that was so different mm. about our country then versus now. And the coverage of, of this event in our country was so different then, even versus now. I'm reading some of the articles, and it's amazing as time changes, the commentary, which is kind of cloaked as fact presentation, is really a lot of commentary, a lot of opinion. It highlights things that we didn't highlight maybe even 10, 15 years ago yeah. when you looked back on 9-11. You know, this one article I read about this woman um, who they had to throw in there, you know, the the oppression that women faced and she felt like she had to advance her career by going to this meeting. And so her feeling that she needed to push and fight harder, you know, in this uh, industry dominated by mm. men um, very well led to her loss of life. I'm like, what? <laughs> wow. Like what? We're wow. doing that? Right. Like, it's just amazing right. to me how we have so declined in this country. But anyway, let's go back to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. Will the Great. All right, let's go to Warren in Texas. Hi, Warren. Hey, how y'all doing on this beautiful Hello. day? Doing great. God bless you. No, I, the, uh, yeah, I, I, I just called to, uh, I tell you, I, I'm not one to be depressed, but I have just been so depressed this morning I couldn't even breathe. Listening to y'all has lifted me back up, but. It's uh, just a lot of a lot of things have happened, mm -hmm. and it's really hard to deal with the the fact that you know the 13 Marines were killed a couple of weeks ago, and now mm -hmm. the, the the I saw some uh, just family members of uh, people this morning. A friend of some people I knew lived on Long Island, and their son worked uh, at the Twin Towers, but he was late for, and they couldn't get over him, and it was just. Uh, Anyhow, it's just my, my sympathy to all the people that are involved, and let's just uh, hope and pray for peace, and just uh, we'll have to see what happens. But also, on a lighter note, 
The Critical Race Theory book that I spent about five weeks reading, as simply as it was written, Mickey, you wrote a, I heard that you had written a book biblically uh, uh, referring to the Critical Race Theory, and I was curious how to get that. Oh, it's a presentation, actually, brother. It's a it's a um, it's a DVD that you can get if you go to the um, afastore.net. I want to mm-hmm. say that that's yeah. the website, afastore.net. It's a two part DVD presentation um, uh, on critical race theory and why it's um, biblically incompatible with the gospel. And so, if you go to afastore.net, you can get a copy of that. I, I appreciate that. Um, but I just I just want to say to our brother Warren to to be encouraged and um, and to to be reminded and to be recalibrated that our hope and our trust is in the Lord. And as we see all of these things happening, these things confirm our need for a savior. Mm. Let us let us remember that, that when we see the rawness and the, the humanity, if you will, of man, um, it is a reminder that only one is sufficient to redeem us. Only one can set us free from these bodies of flesh like this, you know, the things that wage war against us. Uh, Only Jesus Christ could do that and did do that and is daily. Like, think about this. I want to say this to all our listeners and we'll go back to the phone lines. Think about this. This day, today, even with whatever burdens it is that we have, whatever, whatever it is that we're carrying around that makes us feel, as our brother put it, you know, so weighed down that we could, we can't breathe. Remember that today, I don't know if you thought about this when you woke up, that Jesus is interceding for you. Amen. (laughs) Now pause and think about that for a moment. I mean, there are a lot of people who pray for us. There are a (laughs) lot of people who say, man, I'm lifting you up. I'm But let me, Jesus Christ is making intercession for you. He is the mediator between God and man. Amen. When the apostle Peter was wavering and faltering, what did Jesus say to him? Hey, hang in there. You got this, Peter. Nope. Jesus said, I have prayed for you. The enemy (laughs) wants you. But Jesus said, I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. Man, come on. So I I just want to say that, and we'll try to squeeze in one more call because I could keep going, but I'm not going to do it. Will the Great, where do we go? All right, let's go to Rhonda in Texas. Hi, Rhonda. Hello. I thank you for taking my call, and I'll make it quick. I know we're down to the end, but one quick side note. I've always always made me smile whenever Mickey, you can go from Lathiathon to when you answer the next call, you go, hello. (laughs) That's funny. I love it. I love it. It makes me smile every time. It's like, you rock, girl. Um, Real quickly, I started, the day I started a new job with the lady I'm still working for, our anniversary is tomorrow. She asked us right from the get-go as soon as she opened the door if we knew what was going on, and we all watched it together on on her television. Mm. And um, we've been, we've become best of friends over the years. We don't care for our anniversary date because it is a sad note, but we have a wonderful, blessed friendship that came from that date, started wow. on. And the Lord is still in control, people. Amen. I mean, our Lord rocks. Amen. 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 God bless you, Rhonda, my sister. Look, let me, I want to I wanna end right where our sister ended. Um, the Lord is in control. 
Jesus Christ himself intercedes for us. He Amen. is the mediator between God and man. And be reminded of this today. Don't put any strength in your own flesh or what you think you can do. You overcome because he overcame. Yes. We're out of time until Monday, Lord willing. God bless.